Welcome, friends. Hello. Welcome. That was a very happy welcome, and I feel like it really would have brightened people's days. Yes, it definitely did. Um, we are, where are we up to? Season season four, four? episode five. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, I really can't believe we're at that point, to be honest. Um, but we are halfway through the season. We've actually, like, we are so prepared that we've actually already recorded next week's episode as well. No, I don't even know who we are. I know. Who are but we? we must Pride say, Month. Happy Pride Month. How freaking exciting. I love it. Oh. So for those of you who obviously have been listening for a while, you know that we've got Romance Cartel and our box that's being sent out this month is the Love is Love box. Mm. And it's um, Push and Pull by Nyla Kay are the books, um, but they're in an omnibus. And we've got the most gorgeous merch for it. So we're that excited to get those boxes packed and sent out. I know. I cannot wait for everyone to see this whole box together. It, I think it has come together so well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. I love it. And Just, yes, how fitting that our episode this week is an MM hockey romance. It is. And actually, we take um, Saxon James is our guest this week, and she actually that's her forte is writing queer characters, which mm-hmm. I love. Um, mm-hmm. So we do speak about two of her series going on at the moment, Puck Boys series and also the Divorce Men's Club. Mm-hmm. Um, but Puck Boys, she does write with Eden Finley as well. And yes, we are very excited if you haven't read them yet. You're in for a real treat. Also, we didn't actually plan this episode to be in Pride Month, and I just feel that's divine intervention for it to work out. It really is. It really is. And since recording our interview with Saxon, I have since gone on and finished Irresponsible Puck Boy. The second book in the series. Second book. And, oh, my God. all I want to say like she didn't sleep last I didn't night sleep. because she read the book all night um, I which is an update sleep. where oh. we were at was when we interviewed Saxton we had read book one mm. um which we obviously loved and also we'd read book one of the divorced men's club roommate arrangement um but we were dying to get back to book two not only because it has Lockie Carey on the cover so we're just like oh, oh automatically like mm. I'm gonna read that um but because we knew who the couple was for book two yes yes so, and yes. I just it is so well written I love this couple so freaking much but also not only is it timely because it is pride month and it's an MM romance but it's also the conference finals in the lead up to the Stanley Cup at the moment and for the ice as, hockey yeah so as we all know I follow that very closely. So, you know, here's a hockey romance to get you, like, you know, in the mood for it. Perfect timing. Um, Yeah, so if you haven't read these books, absolutely 100% recommend that you go and read them. Um, But, yeah, in the meantime, listen in on our interview with Saxon. (laughs) 
Hello, friends. Welcome back to episode five of season four of Slide Between the Pages. This week, we are super excited to be joined by Saxon James. Welcome, Saxon. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Now, a bit about you, for anybody who hasn't met you or read your books before, you are an author from Australia who is obsessed with writing queer characters, and we're here for it. Um, you have a range of books from young adult to adult, but they all have one thing in common, swoony, sweet love. Oh. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, can, I can attest to that, yes. Um, and when you're not writing, you do exist on a diet of coffee and chocolate while putting your Kindle Unlimited subscription to the test. And, look, we can we can totally relate to that. Not the coffee, neither of us drink coffee. But caffeine, um, we're... We're, but, we're, but the caffeine, exactly. We don't drink coffee, but we do consume a lot of caffeine. Um, okay, I so. think you weren't normal or something. <laughs> no, I know, we get that all the time. It's like, what's wrong with you? Like, no, 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 we do have caffeine. We just yes, a lot of it. <laughs> no, um, and we consume a lot of chocolate. So that's totally there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All the best things in life. You can't go wrong there. Um, so today we thought we would talk about two of your series that are you're kind of in the middle of. So we thought we'd talk about um, the Park Boys series. Yes. <laughs> now Beck is obsessed with hockey romance. So obsessed. I'm so obsessed. Yep. <laughs> and then add in the MM side of things. And oh, I'm like stop it, stop it. I love it. So we do have um, two books out so far. We've got Egotistical Puck Boys and Irresponsible Puck Boy. Um, We would be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that our good friend Lockie is on the cover of book two. I know. So, I mean, if that's not reason enough to purchase the book, I don't know what is. Um, But (laughs) let's go into a bit of an overview. So, egotistical black boys about Ezra and Anton now (laughs) I just loved their story honestly I really did because they were so different but so similar like it was so funny because especially Anton he was just like he was a nice surprise he was he's like dom side (laughs) oh my god I know right (laughs) yeah I really like that Everyone says that Ezra is the one that was hard to control, but Anton certainly gave it his all as well. Absolutely. And I just loved it because Ezra was all like, hey, you know, this is who I am. He was really out there. He was like more than happy to be out there as a, as a professional hockey player. Um, and Anton was like, you know, the closest people to him knew about him being gay, but that was, that was it. He didn't, he wanted, he was kind of jealous of Ezra in a way because he wanted to have that freedom, but also he didn't want to be judged. He didn't want that to be the main focus of his life. He wanted the fact, you know, that he worked hard at mm. playing hockey. He wanted that to be like the mm. main focus. Yeah. Now we start out when they're the two, they're two teams because they're opposite initially are playing against each other. And like they have this rivalry ongoing um between the two of them um but you know Anton's team won 
and Ezra was pretty upset about it. So he does go into the locker room and tell all of his friends about what he plans to go and do. So he likes to be quite overt in terms of what he's going to do with his hookups. And they're all like, hell no. And he's like, that's fine, but you can't talk about hooking up with girls. And he says, apparently. I I think that's fair. I know. And he says, apparently the cure to toxic masculinity is to show them how it feels to be talked about like a piece of meat. You're welcome, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that part. Um, but yes, he does go out and get very wasted um, and starts a bit of an altercation with fans of Anton's team. And Anton has to step in and save him. Oh. And, you know, as being the hero that he is. Yeah. I think this is my favourite part. Anton takes him back to his apartment and he's like, um, Ezra's like paying him out about hooking up and then he's like, realises that Anton's gay, which he he didn't know before. And he's like, like, I was like, wait, you think I'm straight? Yeah. And then Anton's like, well, if you're gay, why haven't we hooked up? Like it's just a foregone conclusion. (laughs) Oh, my God. I loved it. In his mind, there's nobody who doesn't want to sleep with him. So I know it's like this doesn't make sense. And then I love throughout the book he keeps because he he thinks he has a magic dick, and I love that. Oh my god, so good! Everything is because of his magic dick, and I'm like, oh god. Um, but you know that's when Anton's like dom side came in a bit because he was just like took over their first. I. Because I think because you kind of get, even though you that's only like the, the first one or two chapters that that happens in, but immediately you think because Ezra is just so confident in himself and being known as that fuck boy and whatever, like you you kind of think he's going to be like the real dog one, but when he like submits, you're like, oh. I don't know why that makes it so much hotter. Like so much hotter. <laughs> I know. I'm like, this is a pleasant surprise. So surprising. Um, like that. <laughs> uh, yes. So Anton then gets traded to Ezra's team, which is just a great coincidence, um, you know. <laughs> and so they've still got their rivalry, but they're told they have to play nice because of, you know, them being on the one team and they don't want to like upset the balance. So they kind of do play nice in terms of the fact that they hook they up, but they're really nice. not um, like they they're still not on the together. same. They play real nice in the hookup stage, but outside of that, they're still kind of not quite there. Um, and they yeah. do start a prank war, which I did love. Um, very, very uh, so so professional, and they're like literally on the road to play like hockey, and then like Ezra's like taking all of the furniture out of Anton's room and leaving it in the hallway of the hotel I'm like oh my god seriously um but I I, you know it was hilarious and and as a result of that some rumors do start to fly about their relationship like are they friends are they more than friends like but they're just rumors at this stage I love that they have a ship name too oh my god I love that and I love that Ezra's like like loving the ship name as well because he doesn't care because he's already so out and but he's worried about what Anton's going to think about it and how he's going to react because even though he you know acts like a fuck boy most of the time 
Anton like starts to see this other side of him where he actually is quite caring and loving, but he's been messed up because of his relationship with his um, parents and, you know, how they've treated him. So he just doesn't want to kind of form connections with people because he's worried Mm -hmm. about being rejected. So. (laughs) The whole time though, that I think it's, I love that they're both, so in denial of what they actually have together as well like Anton is like you know I'll be the one that ends this and you know when I get when that when I've had my fill yeah 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 but then then they start like kissing because that wasn't a part of their thing before and then they're having sleepovers and then Anton's making him sandwiches and you're just like swoon swoon yes you know which was my favorite part yeah what's your favorite part I feel like I feel like if you know me you'll know um when Ezra goes to the gay club in Dallas and he's he's there by himself but then Anton turns up and then they go into the back room the hat backwards was just a thing for me I'm just the hat backwards I'm sorry I'm a major fan of the jealous club scene. Like they're at a club and then the other one storms in and he's like, how dare you, you're mine. And then he dominates him to show him that he is his. And I'm like, yes, yes, I'm here for that. I feel like it was just the hat backwards was and was just the thing for me in that point in time. (laughs) Yeah. He had just like the smallest little lines, just really like just catch hold. And yeah, like, oh, yep. I highlighted it. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. To say that either. Like, so many people have said as soon as he flips that hat backwards, they were like, yes. Oh. <laughs> I also just want to oh. see like Bex highlighting in her Kindle Unlimited like books because you just go through and they'll just be like, instead of like being quotes, it'll be like hat no, backwards, <laughs> strut, whatever, like some like individual like part of the scene. Yeah. It's just things that are like burnt in my memory forever. And that is definitely one. Like I, yeah, I have it here. Um, Anton drops to his knees and flips his hat. So it's on backward and my my legs buckle. I'm like, same. <laughs> same, same. Um, yes. And so talking about um, Ezra's magical dick, like the reason why he thinks it's magical is because he's very superstitious. And so, mm. um, you know, they start hooking up the night before their games and then all of a sudden they start like on this winning streak so he's like well obviously it's because of that there's no other reason that it could be obviously no um which is fine until they lose and he's like Mm. well great it's done now um and he's gutted because he just thinks like honestly that Anton only had this relationship with him for his magical dick and the superstitious part of it. Yeah. And so he's like, well, that's done now. Great. He's done with me. And then Anton's like, well, he's done with me because he thinks that it's just for this purpose as well. So, you know, they both go on their way. Um, and then Anton, um, Ezra is approached by um, another young hockey player who's having some relationship difficulties. And Anton comes over to claim his man and sees him with this guy and is like, how dare he? first night and he's gone to hook up with somebody else 
But what I did love about it was that it was clarified very quickly. Like when Anton storms in the following morning and Ezra and the other guy are on the couch, like severely hungover, um, you know, he's like, dude, seriously, look at us. Does it look like either of us were in any state to be hooking up? And Anton's like, oh, I see. Uh, my bad. <laughs> I appear to have gone overboard. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so, you know, at that stage they're like, well, maybe we should be more. Um, and Anton's like, okay, maybe I need to come out. And also because he needs to be a part of the queer collective. I know. I love the queer the collective. I love it. It's so good. So good. <laughs> I love it. Um, Oh my God. I know. Which is why I'm so excited to read book two because it's about trip. Um, But yeah, so Anton's like, I'm going to come out. And so he's like, I'm taking my man on a date and they go out on a date and he holds his hands and, you know, the media didn't have this big explosion that he thought they were going to have about him coming out as being gay. It's like, well, I mean, what do I need to do here? So eventually he does have to make a big announcement at a press conference that Ezra is his boyfriend. And I just loved how he was just like so nonchalant about it. He's like, yeah, well, you know, my boyfriend. Um, and they're like, oh, hang on a second. So are you gay? And he's your boyfriend. Yep, that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like. I've been for a while. <laughs> that's a, it was just like a non-event and he was like so surprised and even though there was like a little bit of commotion about it it was nothing like what he expected which was that his whole entire world was going to implode um but I think I do like the fact as well that one of the reasons why he wanted to come out was because he saw the positive effect that Ezra's Ezra had had on On other on the fans who were approaching him and saying like it's really nice to see the you know people out and playing professional sports and that sort of stuff so he wanted to have that same benefit or you know positivity out there which was awesome yeah I did love the one where it was the the dad and the little boy went to one of the games and he had the the Philly jersey on and then Ezra just comes over and is like dude love I don't like your jersey but I love the contour (laughs) that was like I love that and that because that's when Antoine actually does come out to a fan for the first time as well yeah and his dad was like oh cool like that's why we're you know that's why my son and I are bonded because he loves hockey and he is gay so I did love that as well yeah Yeah, that was awesome that's one of the things that we do try to like inject into all of our books just breaking down that toxic masculinity and that whole Mm -hmm. like you know if you're a boy you like sports you can't sort of like make up and sports at the same time you just try to yeah mix up a little bit of that absolutely I love that I love that combination because yeah it's just like you can be who you are and just like what you want and it doesn't matter there's no limitations there so yes I did love that yeah Um, I think but I think it's really important like like we were what my kids and I were watching a movie the other night and there was a like it was a teenage movie but there was a character in that who was um was gay but he went to prom with this fucking amazing dress by the way like I was like where did he get that dress from and it's not even like my kids didn't even question it they were like oh yeah this is this is cool like you know I think it's important like I think it's important I love reading stuff like that as well like you know you can be who you 
you are and you shouldn't be ashamed of that you know like I love that yeah absolutely and so you did write this with Eden Finley as well Mm -hmm. yes and then we go to the second book which is Irresponsible Puckboy and it is about Trip. I feel so sorry for Trip. I haven't read his book yet but I do feel so sorry just based on his experiences in book one because Trip has a best friend whose name is Dex and he is hopelessly in love with Dex but Dex is straight and completely oblivious to Trip's feelings and my god Trip was so tormented that whole book, especially when Dex would like come walking in and be like, you know, complaining about his girlfriend. And Trip was all like, "I'd be good for you." Yeah. <laughs> I know, and I love like where they they go to his penthouse and where they're in Vegas, and then um, it's like you can stay here but like you always end up in my bed and I'm like oh that's so hard that is so hard he's like I don't want to go home why not because my fiance's there like do that <laughs> something is wrong there that's a red that flag point. that's a red flag uh also you know you end up in bed with your gay best friend all the time that's also another indication that perhaps anyway so very excited about that one it's um it's very funny to us because we wrote the second one um pretty early on before the first one was even out. And we did not expect so many people to be like, oh, we love Trip so much. We hate Dex. We hope Trip ends up with the waiter. And we were just like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Dex. He's just, he's just obviously like so oblivious. And you can tell, like, I I don't know. I loved him. I thought he was like hilarious. I, I love Dex. Yeah, I love that whole connection too. Like, I don't know, but it's good though because since everybody's read the second book, they're all like, "I would die for Dex." Yes, absolutely. I could, I could totally see that. Yeah, he's a puppy. So the other series that you've got going at the moment is the Divorced Men's Club. So Roommate Arrangement is already out and then Platonic Will Book comes out on June 15th. So people can go and pre-order that if they haven't already. Um, my God. I, I'm reading this book right now, The Roommate Arrangement now. I'm just loving it because um, you've got Payne who was in a relationship for 12 years and it's so realistic for this day and age as well because he got a text message from his colleague with his husband's OnlyFans account uh, where his husband was having sex with other men on this account um, for over two years. So, and that's just what's recorded. Um, So, you know, um, it was quite... shock to him and especially and one of the things I was like oh my god um was he was like so gutted because in the videos his husband was like all dom like topping and all this kind of stuff and he was like I want him to top me but he will never do it and he's doing it on here with you know all these random strangers so you know he does the responsible thing he decides he needs to leave and he does put his husband's toothbrush in the toilet before he goes and takes a picture of it and then sends that picture to his husband the next day after he's already used his toothbrush um which i think is a totally acceptable response 
Great. to be honest. Um, and he also does throw his laptop out of the four-story window. So, again, um, acceptable. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so he moves back home and he moves in with his brother and um, his brother's, his younger brother, his best friend, um, offers him a room and his younger brother's best friend is also completely obsessed with him, but he doesn't know. Again, the, the old obliviousness. We love that. Um, so, you know, uh, he's like, yeah, move in. And also I'm a, a writer, which I was, I was loving the fact that he was an author. And he's like, uh, also I've got some really weird quirks and I just kind of need to, you know, if you could just tell me when I'm being weird so I can kind of tone it down a bit because I really would like to find somebody to be in a relationship hint hint it, I would like it to be you but um anyway so you know he's he's got some I would say like ADHD mannerisms and he um I've just read the part where um pain comes out and he has built a fort in the living room so that he can try and um you know stir his creative muse if you can because that's where his characters um one of his characters is locked in a fort and he has to you know work out how they're going to get out and I just loved it because I'm like thinking literally though like it makes sense because you know like you're trying to manifest what's happening and he's like afterwards he's like fuck seriously He's going to think I am the biggest weirdo. I've just built an entire fort, like moved all the furniture, put his like mattress out in the lounge room, everything like, and I'm just going to say like that is dedication as well. So I don't know if I would have the dedication to be doing that and knowing that I had to, to clean it up afterwards. Look, I don't think you got that far ahead. No, I don't think so either. No, it's true. He was in the moment. He was in the moment. And that's good. It's good to live in the moment. So, you know, anyway, that's where I'm up to at the moment. So I'm very excited to read the rest of that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I just can't. Oh, sorry. I don't, I must, uh, I must say, sorry. I did read a little bit further and they did, they just did yoga together, which, you know, like that's a turning point because, you know, those poses are extremely suggestive. So that's where that's going. Um, <laughs> but anyway, very excited to read about that. And then Platonic Rule Book is a Friends to Lovers um, story. So, yes. Um, anyway, I have loved everything I've re- re- read so far. <laughs> <laughs> so what um, what made you get into the MM side of writing uh I think it was sort of a natural progression I've written a lot of um of young adult books so I've got maybe like seven or eight just sitting on my computer that will never be published because they're terrible um but I've always had queer characters coming up so whether it's female female or mm or mm-hmm. my characters who are in like opposite sex relationships um I've always written a lot of that and then when I started getting into self-publishing I went the two characters I had just in my mind just happened to be an MM couple. So I started that YA series. uh, And then around the end of that, I met Eden and she was like, you know what, you really should come over the adult side and write some adult work as well. So I just sort of branched into that and just kept going. (laughs) (laughs) And do you, do you have a favorite couple that you have written so far? 
Uh, it's it changes constantly. <laughs> I'm still very much on like my frat wars high where um, Robbie and Brandon were just so much fun to write and just completely uncontrollable. And it was just one of those books where I literally felt like they were just driving the story and I was just trying to keep up with them. Um, <laughs> but then like Bow and Payne again, just have a completely different dynamic where they're very caring and very sweet. And then we get to Ezra and Anton who are just out of control. So it's kind of like <laughs> a couple when they're all just so different. I cannot tell you the excitement because I I bought a little puff boy at Books by the Bridge. And but we were walking past your your table and I seen the first book I seen was actually the discreet one with this the puck on it, which love that cover. Like I'm I don't have actually don't have any discreet covers. I was just looking at my shelf. And but that would have been the first one I was gonna get. And is like, you need to get the one with the guy on the <laughs> so but yes. I, I loved both like I was really struggling but I was like oh my god Amanda it's a hockey romance because I feel like I've read all the hockey romance in the world and then when I picked it up and I seen it was Emma I'm like stop it I was literally so many <laughs> yeah so how many I guess how many books are going to be in this series well, we've sort of left it open-ended at the moment. We've got um, we've got five that we sort of have roughly planned out and we've bought the cover models for those. So there'll definitely be five. Um, we're happy to go sort of up to 10 if we can think of ideas, but we don't really want to force it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've also sort of got like spin-off ideas. So we've got the CU Hockey, obviously, um, that's spun off into this one. Uh, and then we were sort of talking the other day around some ideas that were hockey and were maybe not hockey um, that we can sort of branch off to after the Puck Boys is done. But that's still a while away now. <laughs> still a while. Love it. Gosh, I've got so many hockey books now. <laughs> <laughs> Just contain yourself. I can't even contain myself. I like- need to. I'm literally sitting next to my husband last night just binging it and he's like I was like oh my gosh I can't even like this book is amazing and he's like you're really in your element right now I'm like a huge hockey fan in general so this was just I was like oh gosh yes okay yeah right I'll control myself I don't know what it is about the sport that's just so hot I'll tell you what it is it's when they're like because they're so padded and then they're like they throw their gloves down and they're sweaty when they take their helmets off and there's just like sweaty hair and the beard smashing each other into the board oh (laughs) yes anyway I'll control myself (laughs) I I read sport romances but like nothing gets it like hockey I don't know that's just my that's I'm putting it out there I'm putting it out there it hits different. Absolutely. So what are you working on at the moment then? Are you working on platonic rule book or is that one finished up? No, that one's finished. I just finished. um, So that one's done. My third frat wars is done. We are three quarters of the way through our third puck boys book. Um, And then last week I finished my book. That's part of the shared world project that we have coming up with some other authors. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I've got a bit going I love the shared world projects because it's Mm. like so interesting to see all the different writers and, you know, the way that they kind of view the world and, you know, but it's all connected. I do love those. Mm. Yeah. And because we are writing it with um, authors who we sort of know and have good connections with, 
we're all very much um, involved with like planning out the world and reading That's each other's books and sort of making notes on like where there's discrepancies just to make sure that it feels like a series not just a bunch of different books yeah that's awesome I yeah. love that do you have a favorite writing beverage or snack uh no I don't snack when I write because I'm, I'm a really messy eater and I'll get it all <laughs> with my keeper <laughs> so I don't do that um but normally I just drink sort of water while I'm writing or if I need a bit of a pick-me-up or have some coffee but yeah that's pretty boring answer but that's about it <laughs> <laughs> what is the where is the funniest place you have ever written a sex scene um well daily I have children constantly running around my house like I was messaging with Eden the other day saying that my husband had got my son's velociraptor mask and was chasing them around the house and all I could hear was them screaming and this robotic roar going off and I'm there trying to write a sex scene and I'm like <laughs> this is not the kind of books that I write. <laughs> I, uh, my son also has that mask so I can attest to how loud that thing is. <laughs> <laughs> even with the doll clothes I was like oh my God, come on <laughs> yeah. okay if you were a chair what type of chair would you be and who would you want to sit in you hmm. um I don't know <laughs> that's a really strange question <laughs> yeah um okay well like I'm sitting on a rocking chair right now but then I'm sort of like oh yeah but they move a lot that seems like a lot of commitment to me and I'm just not yeah sure mm. Um, it is a lot, yeah. Probably any kind of chair that just does not move and is mm-hmm. Um And I mean, like, let's just, let's say Chris Hemsworth because who wouldn't want him to sit on the right? Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm there for it. I am there for that. <laughs> Do you have a favourite dessert? Um, It sort of changes. I mean, I eat dark chocolate all the time, but then I'll sort of rotate between ice cream and cake and lollies <laughs> yes anything sugar i'm good all the sugar mm-hmm. love that <laughs> yeah i don't like to commit to one dessert either it's just why have it all together in the one bowl <laughs> like when pizza hut used to do all you could eat and you would just oh. pile all those jelly and ice cream and marshmallows and the sprinkles yeah and the soft serve the soft serve Yep. I loved the like the the apple one was like the pizza with the, the apple, apple crumble caramel. pizza. Oh. Yeah. That was good. That was oh. so good. Yeah. And put the soft serve over the top. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I can't get them anymore. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to see all the other books that you've got coming out over the next year and hopefully we will get to chat to you again soon thank you thank you so much for having me thank you